0: Welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast on this early Friday morning, following the uh, disheartening. Uh, loss to Penn State, 35-31, at Ross-Ade Stadium. Uh, Clearly, Purdue had opportunities to win that game, should have won that game. And I I have a sense, I know what the debate is, uh, whether... Purdue should have been running the ball there in the fourth quarter or, you know, doing what they did, didn't work, but should, have, should Purdue have focused more on the run? Well, I think that's the, the common answer for that. That's the knee-jerk answer to that. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying that it's right. Um, but you know, this is what we know about Jeff Brown. He's never really trusted his running game, even uh, during his, you know 10 you know his tenure here. he just he just hasn't trusted his running game enough overall. There's been other games, I think early on in his career when he had Markel Jones and DJ Knox. He trusted the running game a little bit better there. But as time has gone on, he's not, trusted the running game enough to put the game in the hands of the running game and you know he explained uh Thursday night that you know Penn State was loading up the box and they were bringing blitzes and uh he felt the best avenue to uh the game away was through the air on with some one-on-one matchups, and they had they had their one-on-one matchups. They just didn't they didn't execute. The point is this is this is who Jeff Brom is. He's a he's a thrower. The passing game is a strength. That's what Purdue is. That's its history. That's what it's going to be. And I get that you need to run the ball to 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 have some balance and to you know be able to put away a game late. I understand all that, and I, and I agree that that's the avenue that you need to go. You know, maybe you run some time off and you don't leave Penn State as much. Uh, maybe you're able to bust one. I, I mean, I didn't think the running game overall was horrible. I thought it had its moments. You know, Purdue was able to run the ball effectively in the red zone when they got there, something they didn't do a year ago. Um, you know, they ended up with 70 yards. Uh, you know, but I think some of that was some sack yardage at the end, which, which brought the number down. But I, I thought overall their running game did okay uh, against Penn State, which has a really good front seven and um, is only going to get better as the, as the year goes on. But to me, this goes back to Brom trusting the running game, trusting the offensive line, trusting the running backs to get the yards that you need. And there were some certain, and I I don't have the play-by-play sheet in front of me because I'm driving home. And you know, once I'm able to study the play-by-play sheet a little bit more, there were probably opportunities, if anything to run the ball and force Penn State to call a timeout or chew some time off the clock. And that has to be the mission when you get to a four-minute situation late in the game is chew time off the clock, but also um, force in this case, Penn State to use its timeouts. Not that Penn State needed them at the end when they were scoring, but at least you don't you don't give them the timeouts there. But Purdue has to figure out a way to close out games. And they have before. They, they've closed out games through the air. They've closed out games by you know throwing slant routes and throwing short passes and doing all that stuff. They have closed out games doing that. I mean, don't act like they've never done it. Because Purdue has. They've done it under Braum. They've closed out games through the air. And well, it's a, it's a fair criticism, and it's a fair question, and the questions were asked about trusting the running game and whether right now they have the balance to, to pull that off. You know, those questions were asked. Um, and, you, you know, you're, you're probably not going to like the answers, and nobody likes the answers because nobody really gives you an answer in these situations. You know, you got to do better. We have to do better. We have to, uh, you know, find out ways to, you know, run the ball when they know the other team. And I mean, the whole point of running the ball uh, successfully is knowing, you know, Purdue has to reach a point in its program when they can run the ball when the other team knows it's going to run the ball. You know, they've touted their offensive line as – potentially one of the best under Jeff Brom Uh, they have experience there they rotated a lot of bodies in there uh, Thursday night Um, at some point you have to trust them and your backs to get the yardage that you need and you know if he runs the ball four straight times or five straight times and then has to punt you know the criticism is why didn't you throw the ball since they were loading up on the box so you know, coaches are in a no-win situation, uh, and again, I'm not, I'm not defending anybody here. I'm just telling you that Purdue has won games, has closed out games through the air before, uh, and I, you know, and I, I'm one that w- that did question and will question, but what I question is, I, Jeff Brom just does not trust his running game. He just doesn't. And whether he gets to that point of ever trusting his running game, I I don't know. Um, He will often second-guess himself a couple days later during our Monday press conference saying, well, I should have run the ball more here, I should have run the ball more there. That's excellent self-reflection, but I, I don't know if he truly follows up on that when it comes to the game. And to me, it just goes back to a trust factor. He trusts his quarterbacks and his receivers to get the job done more than he trusts his offensive line and his running backs. Now, they're not, you know, we, we've talked at length and we've written at length about their problems in the running game and how, you know, they're not going to be a juggernaut on the ground, but, but they have to uh, perform in short yardage situations. And when they got in the red zone Thursday, they did perform in short yardage situations. But when they needed to run the ball, when they needed to prove they could run the ball, uh, they were not given—I don't believe—they were given ample opportunity to do it uh, late in the game. But that's that's when you—that's when you have to do it. But you have to trust—you have to trust the the offensive line and the running backs to get it done. And again, I just don't think there's a high trust level there at this point to to get that done. And he would prefer to go through the air. And they had opportunities in the air to to advance the ball and to get a first down. You know, if Payne Durham's crazy catch is actually ruled a catch, then the game's probably over. If O'Connell and Sheffield hook up on the third down one that. That was just out of his, that he didn't, you know, wasn't able to to hold on to, you know, the game's over. So there were opportunities to end the game other than running the ball, and Purdue didn't do it. The overall failure of not being able to close out the game to me should be the biggest takeaway from the game. And Purdue's going to have numerous opportunities to be in the same situation again because they're playing nothing. But close games this season. Now, next week against Indiana State should not be a close game. But every game after that will be a close game at Syracuse, Florida Atlantic. That team can score, and they've got some athletes. And then you're back in the Big Ten play. So they're going to be faced with this same situation again. How do they respond? How do they perform? What's different about it compared to tonight or last night or whatever freaking time of day it is. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're going to be in that situation again. And, you know, it, this is very, you know, probably something you don't want to hear. The season's not over. They're 0-1, yes. They've been 0-1 before. Um, but they did miss an opportunity. They missed a big-time opportunity to, to make a statement to throw themselves into the mix in the serious category as far as winning the Big Ten West. Obviously, they can still win the Big Ten West. There's nothing, you know, it's one game. It is a Big Ten loss, but it's not a loss in the the West. You know, they can still win the West. They can still compete in the West. All that is still, everything is still attainable for them. But they did miss an opportunity. I mean, they missed a big-time opportunity to elevate their program, to put their program in a spot that it hasn't been at in a long time. Now, they can get back there. You know, you run you run the table the rest of September. And, you know, you hit October with you know, either you know, you're gonna have to beat Minnesota or Maryland. You're gonna win one of those two games and you have to figure out a way to beat Wisconsin. So, uh, you know, the opportunity's there to get back into it. But this was such a, you know, it was right there on the platter for them to finish the deal. And, you know, they didn't do it. Now, a lot of factors play into this, too. Purdue's shoddy tackling played a role in this, the disaster at the end of the first half. Where Purdue's marching in the field goal range, down 14 to 10. You're thinking, at worst, they can get a field goal. They're going to get the ball to start the second half. You know, they could flip the game a little bit if they can score at the end of the first half and then score to start the second half. But a turnover, and then moments later, their tight end is busting through arm tackles and waltzing into the end zone uh and you know the energy just got sucked out of the stadium at that point and you I mean you really had to think if this team could recover now you give credit to Braum and the players for to responding to adversity to coming back the defense was playing well the de- defensive line was starting to get some pressure which I think is a positive sign um uh, so they had kind of taken control of the game. They were they were right there, but and then they they were they weren't able to finish the deal. And you got to finish the deal. Uh, that's finish the deal. You know, while the focus is on finishing the deal offensively, you got to finish the the deal defensively. You've got to you know you you've got to rise up when they are going. They have one last chance to score. You got to rise up and make plays. You've Got to rise up and and get it done and, you know, produce defense for as well as it played for long stretches you know, didn't get the job done late, just like the offense didn't get the job done late and now they find themselves at 0-1, missed opportunity um, to, to really springboard themselves into a you know, a different category that they, they would be viewed but you know, it didn't happen. We'll see what they learn from it. We'll see how they bounce back. Cause you know, as I said, they're going to be faced in the same situation uh, sooner than you think. And they're going to need to respond. They're going to need to, uh, figure out how to close out a game, um, against a quality team. And, you know, Penn state showed some things tonight that leads you to believe that, you know, they, um, they can be a factor in the Big Ten East and be extremely competitive. You know, Sean Clifford throws four touchdown passes, but their backup quarterback looked really good for the small sample size he was in there. The kid's, That kid's got a lot of talent, and he's going to be a really, really good quarterback. But he's not going to play right now. Sean Clifford's still going to play. You don't. You know, you don't sit a guy that just throws four touchdown passes. Uh, and one horrible interception, by the way, uh, that Purdue took advantage of. That should have been the knockout punch for Purdue. Chris Jefferson's 72-yard uh, pick six. That should have been the knockout punch for Purdue. But the, the offense didn't didn't do what it needed to do. Uh, and I know there's a lot of finger-pointing. There's a lot of blame, you know, on, on Jeff Brom for, not, for, for this win not happening the way it should have won, and, uh, you know, it's fair. But, you know, at the end, you have to remember who you have as a coach, what he does as a coach, and just because you wish Purdue had a stronger running game doesn't mean they're going to have a stronger running game. But as I've said repeatedly and written repeatedly – Purdue needs to be really good in short yardage situations. And when it's 3rd and 1 or 3rd and two, third and 3, and you want to run the ball, you've got to be able to do it. And and the other time you need to run the ball is in the 4th quarter when you have a 3-point lead. And you can put the game away. So there probably should have been more runs mixed in later in the game. Uh, You know, if anything, to chew some time off the clock and force Penn State to use its timeouts. But you're also trying to win the game, and you know, and Purdue wins games through the air. That's that's just what it is, and I I know I've said that, but that's just that's that's who that's who they are. That's who they're going to be. They win games through the air. Um, You know, and sometimes a five-yard pass is better than a. Uh, three-yard run um, you know obviously by you get more yards but the, you, ha, you have, maybe you have a bigger opportunity for a big play through the air on a short pass as opposed to uh, the run but anyway I mean it's again you can you can debate it you have an opinion that's fine uh, I, you know I don't you know I everybody's gonna Know, pound their chest and say, Well, should have done this, should have done that. That's fine. But, you know, the bottom line is Purdue lost. They, they lost in part because of not being able to run the ball late, but they also lost in part because they couldn't tackle uh, in the open field. Uh, they lost because they turned the ball over at the end of the first half. Uh, so there, there's, there's other reasons there. But, you know, I think there's enough positive signs there that. You know, Purdue will recover. Purdue will have an opportunity to win a lot of games this year. You know, Charlie Jones was a was as good as advertised. Of course, the defensive line, I thought, really started to assert itself in the second half. Um, and, you know, the secondary, you know, they, they held up, but they didn't... Um, they made some plays, but they, you know, they didn't. They let they let too many big plays happen, you know. I guess, and some of that's a direct result of not getting enough pressure on the quarterback and letting Clifford stand back there and and find who he needs to find. Uh, but on the flip side, you know, when you take out the last drive by Purdue when they when they're behind and they're desperate, I, I thought Purdue's offensive line gave O'Connell plenty of time now. Uh, Penn State did bring a lot more pressure. They didn't hit him until the second half. But, you know, there was a long period of time there where neither team had a tackle for loss. They didn't have a sack. Um, but I thought Purdue's offensive line, for the most part, held up uh, in the pass game and giving O'Connell time. You know, but he was, getting, he was trying to get the ball out quick and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think there's, you know, it, it's not like Penn State Ran them out of ross Aid Stadium. Um, so there, there's some things that they can build on and potentially use as they get deeper into the season. But, um, yeah, this one's going to sting for a while. It just is because the opportunity was there. The chance to, you know, put Purdue a little bit closer to the top of... The Big Ten and stuff was was obviously there, uh, so it's gonna um, it's gonna sting. But the only way you get rid of that is going out and winning games. And they have an opportunity to win games. They, they do. They have a chance to still have a, a successful September. Um, you know, they're gonna they, they're gonna beat Indiana State. They they should beat Syracuse. Um, you know, the Florida Atlantic game. I. think is is one that they they need to be weary about but that's a game they probably still should win and then you hit october uh you know playing playing minnesota and you're gonna have to to really rise to the occasion uh, at that point to uh to really get yourself back into things and um maybe build your confidence uh, a little bit and you know the big picture you you always have to keep the big picture in mind, and that this was you know one game um and well you know what you don't want is for one loss to turn into two and three, so we'll see how they react and respond and again I, they'll beat Indiana state, but when you you know you start going to Syracuse and Florida Atlantic, you know that's where some of these lessons need to 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 come to come to the forefront and um and and show that you can you know close out those games and that's what that's what they're going to have to do uh the, the last thing that this team needs is to be haunted by the inability to close out a game and right now that's a stigma you know it's one game but it's it's you know it's kind of defining who they are right now and you know they need to they need to get past that but you know on the other hand you know Penn State went out and made the plays at the end to win the game. And, um, there's always another team. There's always something else going on. I know that's for hard for fans to understand, but, you know, Purdue's got to, you know, Purdue's in a position to win and it didn't. And, you know, next time they're going to have to prove that they can, they can get it done in that situation. Well, thanks for stopping by, um, this early morning. Um, and obviously if you have questions or concerns or comments, you can throw them my way. Uh, be happy to try to answer whatever 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 is on your mind. So anyway, Purdue drops uh, their, their opener to Penn State 35-31 uh, at Ross 8 on Thursday night. They're back in action uh, against Indiana State on, uh, a week from Saturday. And uh, fully expect them to win the game. but. Uh, I'll be back next week with a preview of the indiana state game and uh I look forward to to what what the sycamores will have to offer and just more of what you know what what will be Purdue's mindset as they as they start preparing for uh the next game anyway thanks for stopping by and uh, have a good good day